You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is, I think, maybe the coolest episode we've ever done because I'm here in person with a very special guest. This guy embodies the word pioneer and adventurer and just trailblazer. So just, (laughs) I mean, I am here in Medellin, Colombia in his penthouse apartment here where we've just been talking all kinds of really cool things. I want to welcome to the show founder and CEO of Clutch. They make the coolest, most sexy portable batteries. They fit in your pocket. It's, they're fantastic. But it's been a rocky ride for Wilson to get his business up off the ground. And I think that's what today's story is going to be about. So welcome to the show, Wilson. How's it going? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for your wise words. Uh, I don't know if, if, <laughs> if I see myself as a pioneer, like, like uh, Christopher Columbus and all that. But um, I'm happy to be here for sure. And I think it's super fitting that we're in Medellin, Colombia, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous city. All right. So, Wilson, welcome to the show, man. Do you want to just take a minute and just, just tell everybody about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Wilson Carter. I'm from South Florida. I grew up in a really amazing family. I have two really loving parents, um, an amazing little brother who is my best friend. And I'm the founder of Clutch. Amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So let's, let's actually dive right in with the, with the story of Clutch because the, it's, not like, it's not like you woke up one day and just had a company. There, there was not. a risk that you had to take. There was a story that happened. And funny enough, we're in Medellin right now. And we, that's, are. we were talking earlier and that's where it all started for you. So, uh, you know, and listeners, I just want to preface this that The story really embodies that concept of the big possible about reaching to the edge of what you know, uh, edge of what you know, and taking a risk. And so Wilson's story, I think I'm just going to let him tell it from the beginning because it's, it's really powerful. So a little preface, my, my mom's Argentinian. So every summer I would grow up, I would go to Argentina. I'd spend time with my family. I had to learn Spanish so that I could communicate. So I understood from a really young age, how lucky I was to grow up in America. I would go to school with my cousins every summer and then come back to Florida and it was just night and day. So I, when I was graduating undergrad at Florida State, going Knowles, uh, I, I really wanted to give back. I really did. And, and I chose to go teach abroad in Columbia for you know, volunteering in, in the public schools, which are, are not very good. Um, and I loved it. I... I <laughs> I really feel like I learned way more from that experience than, than I ever thought possible. Um, while I was in Colombia, I was in Santa Marta with some friends and I met a former, former narco and his story just blew my mind. And it wasn't so much the, the violence or, or the money, it was his journey because he was taken into the cartels from such a young age and he was able to get out. And it's really a love story at the end of the day. So I, I was so enamored with this story that I asked him if I could record it. I then went and wrote the novel for him and I published it. 
Um, this is a long way to say that I was in Los Angeles trying to get my novel into a, a, a movie, which was my big dream at the time. And I'd never faced such rejection in my life. I'd had, had so many doors shut on me. So many people would just blow me off. And like my confidence has always been pretty good. And it was at an all-time low when I started Clutch. I was heartbroken. I ended a relationship that was really, really special because I was pursuing my dream. And like that was all that mattered at the time. So I was really, really down and out when I started Clutch. I had very, very little money. Like I couldn't get a job despite having graduated from a good school. Uh, I had tons of experience, but life just wasn't directing me to what I thought I wanted at the time. But I had an idea and I'd finally been able to develop a prototype for this idea after years of trying to get it done. Um, so I took a camera. I took some photos, I made a video and I made an Indiegogo. And then I text every single person I've ever met, including my ex-girlfriend's parents. And I asked them if they would want to buy a clutch. <laughs> and I got enough people to say yes, that we had the first batch of inventory pre-sold. And that's how clutch was, clutch, clutch. <laughs> clutch was launched. Um, and we've grown bootstrap from there. and. Uh, we have grown extraordinarily well over the last two years. Wow. So there's so much, there's so many things to unpack in here. And I, okay. So the first thing I want to touch about is this, this concept of straight up grassroots hand to hand combat marketing sure. that is so important whenever you're starting anything from the ground up, because you don't yeah. have what the big boys have. You don't have Absolutely a big not. budget to run ad campaigns. You don't have, um, you know, the ability to lean on a big marketing team or, or even just go out like it, you've got to use the, the leverage of your sure. personal network yeah. and you have to be persistent. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that, I mean, the, this whole concept of a breakup being a catalyst, I really sympathize with you because that was like, I've had two really big breakups that have just spurred me into doing epic things because you're like, all right. Here we go. I got, I got nothing now, but we feed against the fire. Yes. Like this has to work. That was my mentality. Like there was no failure was not an option. I'd had like eight other businesses fail before clutch, but this one was not going to fail. I refused. And that, that desire to be successful really got me through a lot of periods where clutch really had no money. Yeah. We, we kept making big bets every time we would get an influx of cash so that we could grow. Ultimately, hiring people who were better at their jobs than I was. Mm. That's really what's helped us grow from where we were in 2020 to where we are now. Let's talk about, let's talk about this, the, the bets that we were talking about. I know sure. that um, we, we were earlier talking about how there were a few times that you were close to going under and yeah. there were some times that you just basically rolled the dice and threw some gambles out. You have one in particular that you want to share a story of of that? Yeah. So <laughs> we this was 2019, probably six months into the business. We were selling on our website and on Amazon, but at that time, Amazon was was our main sales channel, and they hit us with a 
a regulation, so to speak, that we couldn't sell anymore unless we provided them this document. And it would take us a month to, to get the document. And it was right before the holidays. And we didn't have the money to pay for this testing. I had no idea what they were talking about. So I put it all on the credit card and prayed for the best. And because I believed, I believed yeah. that Clutch would be successful. And I had enough feedback from our customers that they loved the product that I I just had the courage to go ahead and, and move forward despite, you know, going into debt. Yeah. And I do want to take a second to thank everybody who has ever bought a clutch, especially those who helped us during our crowdfunding campaigns, because without you, we would absolutely not be here. Mm. And, and sometimes I think that's part of the, the vision is what you're selling is, is, is maybe not so much the product itself, but the dream that, Hey, this is something that's important to me. Yeah. And when you put that out to people, they want to they want to be in that community. And so, you know, when you think about the blocks that people have in terms of rejection, and the blocks that people have in terms of actually asking for help, what what advice would you give people to to really break out of that and then look at it instead from um, you know a lens of being courageous or? I think asking for help is a strength. Because it shows humility. It, it, when you think you know everything, you can't learn anymore. So if you know that someone is better at something, reach out to them because someone's helped them at one point and they will help you. If it's an earnest and you're helping yourself, they will, they will more than likely help you. Yeah. That's been the case every time I've asked for advice. I recently reached out to Mark Cuban and... I, I gave him a summary of what we were doing, all these opportunities we were having, and he he responded and he was happy to do so. And and it was so cool as a young entrepreneur. Um, I think that's really in the culture of entrepreneurship. Every time I've reached out to someone who's been successful, they've almost always been willing to help. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, let's talk about, I know we were talking about bringing in um, great people on your team. People For sure. have been there before, people For have sure. done that before. Um, how does that play out in terms of community? In terms of community? Um, I'm not sure. Like, how do you, how do you, like, how do you stay good at what you do? Do you, do you have like a support network that you lean on? Do you... My you family, yeah. 100%. Um, if my parents hadn't installed so much self-love, I think in myself and my brother with their unconditional love, we wouldn't have had the, the courage to go and, and do the things that we're doing 100%. Um, my parents have always been there for me. I moved back in with my parents when I, I had no money for rent in LA. So I, when I was launching clutch, like I moved back in at home, I was 27. It sucked, but it was, <laughs> I had to do it. It yeah. was the dream I had to, and I'd gone that far and I'd given up so much and I wasn't going to stop then, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's worked out. All right. So we are also, you know, speaking a little bit about the motivation, um, behind giving back uh, as at the inception of your story. You know, what, what do you think is really, um, how, how does that tie into all the things that you do and like the motivation to, um, to just build a business and to grow the business? What, what part does service or giving back have in your life? Quite a bit. Um, I saw the impact 
that business can have firsthand when I was, uh, I interned with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when I was 19. I worked for free, 100 hour plus weeks, but I was happy to be, to, I was happy to be there because I got to work with athletes and, and build these, these events that um, youth would go to. And I just saw how much of a difference it made and how, how business can really be a positive thing for community. And there's no better feeling in the world than helping someone else. I learned that again when I was teaching in Columbia. Those kids taught me so much and I've, I, I will never forget that. Okay, so now we got to ask, you know, you get to travel so much, you know, you're, you're out. We met here in Medellin. Yeah. Um, before that, you've met, you've met a great tribe in Belize. Yes. The, travel seems to be a, a big, important part of your life. Let's, let's just take a minute and just talk like practical travel hacks. How do you keep up the lifestyle? Travel What's hacks? your playbook around travel? So credit card miles are my bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, we spend a lot of money on advertising, so I hardly spend any money on flights and hotels. Like it's almost all with points that helps a lot. Um, I, even before I was doing that though, I was staying in cheap places just cause I wanted to see the world. I wanted to see how other people lived, explore different ideas. Um, I travel pretty light, you know, I, I definitely consider myself a minimalist. Um, I got a backpack, some shirts. I, I, hmm. What other tips? Just do it. Just go and and explore because there's so much to see, and I've barely scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I almost feel more at home when I'm traveling. Um. It keeps me invigorated. I get new ideas. I meet amazing people. I got to do cool stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and I'm also reminded every time I leave America how lucky I am to have been born in America. And I'm always so grateful when I get to return. So that's, that's a lot of it, I think, is, is knowing that I get to go home and uh, with a new sense of gratitude. Oof, that's so big. So one of the questions, one of the topics that we had chatted about um, before we started recording, we you're coming up with some good ideas, is really the future of crypto and how sure. that's going to impact on like a macro level um, the way that, that America will be more accessible for people in other countries and kind of level the playing field in a certain, certain stage. Let's hear the... the because you were giving my really, two cents. Bro, it was deep. It was deep. So... Again, I was lucky enough to essentially grow up in two cultures, in America and in Argentina. And I've seen firsthand the absolute devastation that inflation will cause on a people. I've seen my family's savings get wiped away. Um, when I was a child, a dollar to a peso, it was one to one. Now I think it's like one to 180. It's insane. And that's when I first discovered why when I first discovered Bitcoin. And I read it and it just, it shook me. I was like, this is amazing. This is something that people can use outside of their monetary systems. In America, it's phenomenal. I can Venmo you money easily. It's not a problem. That doesn't really exist in a lot of the world. 
Um, and I think that's, that's the main mission for a lot of people who are involved in crypto. I do think there is an additional step to it, which is what we were discussing this morning. I think there's a lot of fear uh, that because the U.S. has the world reserve currency and it's where we derive a lot of our strength as a nation, that we will lose that strength if digital currencies become a thing. I'm of the thought that if we have the ability to distribute digital dollars globally, it will allow for people all over the world to begin saving in dollars, which will raise the demand for dollars, which will in turn raise the power and and the price. Because if I'm living in Indonesia, I don't even know what their currency is, but I promise you I would rather be saving in dollars. And if I can do it digitally from my cell phone, instead of putting them under my mattress, I would 100% do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then then that's, again, the accessibility. So you don't have to actually go and grab a visa to get here, to interview for a visa, to pay the money to come. Which is extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really, it's really incredible to just hear how that is actually like enabling people to cross that threshold of being born in in a place and then not Mm -hmm. being able to actually participate in, in the economy. It's really, really exciting. It'll be beautiful to see just how much of an economic revolution crypto causes because we've seen what the information age has been able to give humanity and now we're going to do it with money bro yeah absolutely all right so as we're we're kind of we're working towards like the tail end of the show i think it'd be great to leave everyone with some practical advice things that they can put into practice and just start like you know exercising good habits, uh, making better decisions and stuff. So let's start with the habits. What, what are some of the things that you found to be particularly helpful in, in propelling your business forward and just making sure that you're ready to take on anything? Reading, read books. Uh, I highly recommend, uh, think and grow rich, the power of now rich dad, poor dad, how to win friends and influence people. And Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson really, really gives you a solid playbook on how to build a business. And I I really feel like I learned... I've learned so much more, obviously running a business, but from reading books by successful people outside of academia than I did when I was getting even my MBA. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. And all the information is available on the internet for free. So just go get it. Amazing. Okay. So um, let's, let's talk about decision-making because every, every, every interview I do, I, I geek out on this. I geek out on mental models. I geek, geek out on things like Eisenhower Matrix or SIPTA. And, I don't even know what that is. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but I'm sure you have a, a, a thing in place where, where maybe it's like looking at your to-do list or maybe it's just looking at your business plans. Um, when it comes to making decisions, and you can you can take this approach from either like a day to day or from a like a big goal setting type of decision. What framework do you have you found to be particularly helpful when you're approaching decisions? I try to get as much advice advice from people who have achieved what it is I'm trying to achieve. I try to ignore noise and not listen to people who just like to talk and who really aren't doing anything, you know, it's, it's tough because even if you love those people, if they haven't done what it is you're trying to do, 
you sort of have to block out that noise. And I think a really underrated skill is just listening to your intuition. It, it has guided me so well. And it, it just, it's like Steve Jobs says, it already, your intuition, your heart and your, intu- and your intuition already know what it is you want to become. Have the courage to follow your heart. And that's Steve Jobs. And he, he knew what he was doing. Amazing. Cool. All right. So let's, let's wrap up with a final question. Um, and I think this can be the, the heart and soul of just of, uh, really what, why we do what we do. Um, so what do you think constitutes or defines a life well lived? Um, I really like Jeff Bezos' advice on this. He, he always says, if you want to minimize regret and you're supposed to visualize yourself as an old person in your bed, counting down your final days and thinking back on your life and minimizing regrets. And I think that's a really powerful exercise you can do for yourself because it helps you clarify what it is that you really want out of life. Um, so that, that would be it. I want to, when my time comes, I want to, I want to greet death like an old friend, not, uh, not as something to fear. Oh, wow. That's so freaking profound. I love that. That's going to go, that's going to go on the, uh, on the episode highlights right there. Amazing. So Wilson, how do we support clutch? How do we support you? How do we stay in touch? Um, well, you can go to clutchcharger.com. This is clutch. I've got three of them right here. We got black, white, and pink selfless promo clutchcharger.com. We're also on Instagram at clutchcharger, and you can follow me on Instagram at Wilson Carter three. Amazing. Fantastic. Don't you want to show the, 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 the new one? We do have something special. Yeah. It's called Clutch Wireless. This is the first time we're we're announcing it. We will be going live on March 15th. Whoa, look at that. You just put the battery on it and it just stuck to the phone. So we're really excited about this. This is something we've been working on for over a year. Wow. And it's taken a long time, but I'm I'm very happy with it. I think they're beautiful. All right, guys, this has been a very special, special edition. Thank you so much for, for sharing Thank you for having time me. and wisdom and stories. It's been epic. Pleasure is mine. See you guys. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.